Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. People can change anything they want to. And that means everything in the world. Show me any country and there'll be people in it. It's time to take the humanity back into the center of the ring and follow that for a time. You know, think on that. Without people, you're nothing. Without people, you're nothing. Stoke the fire. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Greetings, salutations, bonjour, sava, all the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> My international code of conduct for welcoming you to the show. It's Stoke the Fire. I'm Matt Stocks. He's Jesse Leach. Uh, wherever you are, I hope you're well. Jesse, you're in Catskills outside of New York. Are you well? I'm great, man. Yeah. Beautiful day out here today and uh, just enjoying enjoying life right now. Yeah. No complaints, brother. And you got the tribe on. I'm always going to comment on your clothes. I'm sorry. It's just the, my first you know observation is obviously what you're, I do what you're just, wearing i do it just for you man <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen the amazing tribe called quest documentary which the actor oh. michael rapaport aka dick ritchie from true romance have you seen the documentary that he directed about them oh yeah of course yeah so is it beats rhymes and life is that what the doco yeah called? i i am a massive tribe conquest fan and uh yeah, Michael's a maniac, but uh, yeah, that's a great. <laughs> he a, is, isn't he? <laughs> it's a great documentary and a great group. Um, yeah, they're one of my favorites ever. Imagine, oh. imagine if we got one of them on the show one day. Dream guest material. Yeah, that would be incredible for sure. Uh, today's guest joins us from his van on the road. He is another listener. Uh, he reached out to us via the email, which you can do too. StokeTheFirePod at gmail dot com. Ryan Drews is his name. Uh, super short, snappy email. There wasn't like a lot of information in the email, but he, he kind of, you know, suggested we head over to his Instagram page to to learn more about his story, which I did and you did. And just the pictures look like he's been on the road for what seems like forever, living out of his van. The scenery that he's been drinking in looks epic. So I thought it would be a nice way to I guess get connected to the great wide world because so many of us have been indoors for so long. Mm-hmm. This guy's out there living, so he seemed to me to be the perfect guest to to remind us of travel and you know and nature and uh, so yeah, we're really excited to get him on. He basically hit us up and he said we need more men opening up about our emotions and feelings. And I'm reaching out because if you're ever looking for a run of the mill guy, I'd be happy to spend some time talking about heartbreak and healing from a male's perspective. Um, so without further ado, let's welcome onto the show Ryan Drews. Come on down. <laughs> all right guys it's got me <laughs> yes got you brother what's going on right. bro? cool well thanks for having me on um the funny story is when you guys had started this podcast um i'd heard about it i was actually in the bathtub nursing an injury and i picked up my phone and i'm like man i should reach out to these guys and then that little voice in my head is like nah they're like they're not gonna care they're they're not gonna answer you back so i put my phone down gave it like a couple seconds. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do this. So I just wrote you guys a quick email. I said, what's the worst that happens? They don't respond. Life moves on. And you guys responded and here I am now. So just like, 
you just got to do it. You just got to go out and if something tells you not to do it, you do it responsibly, but push past those fears and just do it. So, you know, here I am just a normal guy. I'm with you guys. Dig it. That's, that's it. the moral of that story, isn't it? Is <laughs> I, I actually did a podcast with Jesse in 2017 and we had this exact conversation about that voice in your head and being shy and having self-doubt and wanting to go for something, but, you know, convincing yourself not to. And I always say, fuck that little voice, like always push forward, always reach out. The worst that can happen is that you don't hear back or the person says no. Right. But at least, you know, you tried. Um, and we were we were more than happy to read your email. I'm more than happy to get you on the show. Can I just ask you one favor, dude? I'm, I'm guessing your mic is rubbing against your wonderful beard. Would you mind just like if you maybe draw down? I mean, there Does must it be sound a way. better? It's, it's just the scratch. So every time like the thing moves. Oh, I gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you took one of the ears out so it hangs down. And then it's, yeah, all that, all that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just so it's not, you know, the friction against your right. beard was, was giving us a bit of a ch -ch -ch. I think we'll be all, all right. good now. <laughs> all right, cool. Check, check the beard noise. So where, where are you, uh, where are you uh, hailing us from right now in your van? I'm currently in Sedona, Arizona. I've been out right. here since January. Um, I was out here actually last winter for six weeks. It was a very um, healing experience for me. I reside from New Jersey originally, and it's, it's the energy out there is, just not conducive to my nature, my, my health, my well-being. So I came back out here in January. I've been here since January. I'm actually leaving on Monday. I mean, we, can get back, we can get into that later. But um, I originally, I hit the road in September. I, I, I had a landscaping business, which I sold. Hit the road in September, traveled through the Northeast, went down the coast into Florida, visited the family uh, back in Jersey for Christmas, and then just jetted straight out west. So, I've, again, I've been kind of laying low in Sedona, just taking in all the energy and uh, just chillness and calmness out here. Yeah, I hear Sedona is a pretty powerful place. Um, I've only just driven through it and really never able to spend too much time in any one place when I'm on tour. But, um, yeah, so what brought – what's what brought you to the, the life of just being in a van and traveling? I mean, I absolutely love that. I actually follow a few accounts on Instagram and my cousin does this as well. Just that nomadic lifestyle, it just seems so free and so liberating. So what kind of drew you to do that? Well, my story, my story. So in 2012, I sort of had this, um, I was traveling in the Caribbean at the time and I just had this internal ping or a wake-up call i'm looking at the, the oceans and the mountains and i'm just like man there's so much more to life than the, the bullshit that they feed us you know that timeline of you know go to school graduate go to college get a job get married retire and sail off into the sunset so between 2002 2012 2016 was a little bit of a, a back and forth with with uh these inner poles you know i was a big binge drinker from 21 to like 32 weekends just drink 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 blackout um and then 2016 my 10-year relationship ended and um again i was starting to kind of build things with my landscaping business and it was really starting to move forward with a lot of things but this 10-year relationship ended and it just like knocked the stilts out from under me. I mean, being with someone for 10 years, I've heard a little bit about your story, how long you were with your partner. That's a long, you look back on that, that is a long chunk of your life to be with someone and, and to commit to someone. So that happens. And I really just, the stilts came out. I just gave, not gave up, but like the landscaping, I was tired of it. I knew there was much more to life. Um, a couple months into the breakup, uh, I, went, I jumped into therapy 
therapy just opened up my world. It actually brought me back to a past relationship, my first relationship that I was cheated on that I never healed from. I mean, that was just like deep, deep wounds that never healed. And so for three years, it was back and forth. It was old me, new me, old me, new me. You know, I wanted to drink. I wanted to still hang out in dive bars and go to concerts and this and that. But I wasn't feeling the same. I was leaving. I was leaving these events kind of down and depressed. I'm like, why isn't this stuff giving me joy anymore? But I was fighting it because it's, it's what I knew. It's the lifestyle that I sort of knew. So again, back and forth, back and forth we go. And then um, someone had, I had, I had scheduled a cross-country road trip out west a couple of years ago. And someone was like, hey, you should look into this Instagram van life thing going on. And I looked into it and I was like, wow, these people are living in their vans back and forth doing their thing. Bought a cat for my truck. Um, I hit the road a couple of years ago. I just did like a, a month, month and a half. And my world just sort of opened up. Came back to Jersey. I don't know, 2018, 2019, my dates are all kind of jumbled together. I uh, found myself in another relationship, which wound up being a very toxic um, this person, a lover from afar, but it was just personalities. It just was explosive, quick stuff. I haven't been, have never have been a part of before. Um, and I wound up, it's the first relationship I walked away from about eight months in. And since then, um, like I said, I, then I came out here last winter and then everything just clicked. It all clicked. I did some work with a native American. Um, I did I just did a lot of healing stuff out here. And I said, I'm getting rid of my business. I'm doing what I got to do. I'm selling my house and I'm just going to hit the road. I'm single. I got nothing tying me down. I just, I just turned 40. I'm not 41. And, you know, here I am in the back of my truck, just sort of living day to day. You know, I was sort of wherever the wind blows me, it's kind of how I'm living. And it's been so freeing and, and so open and, not to say I still don't deal with my shit because I do mentally, you know, at times it can get a little lonely, but that being said, being out here in this environment being able to pick up and go and do, and, and really I found balance because I used to barely move around a lot, but now I'm, I'm, I'm sort of enjoying settling into a place for a couple months, finding work. And then I'm moving on to Montana. That's my next stop uh, for May through November, actually. So that's really my story in a nutshell. Um, it's probably more, into it, but I'm trying not to. Sometimes I have a habit of blah, 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 rambling. So, oh, you're fine. any questions, just fire them at me. <laughs> well, first of all, dude, you're living the dream as far as I'm concerned. And I just commend your sense of adventure. And nature's a big part of this show. And it's something that me and Jesse have bonded over a lot in recent times. We're obviously used to going from city to city and venue to venue, you know, like yourself, somebody who's been around concert halls and dive bars. We can both fully relate to that. And then obviously with the advent of Corona and lockdowns and all of this, that world was obviously removed. And initially I grieved for that world because that was my life. You know, I didn't have anywhere to go and I felt displaced. And over time, when I got over, you know, the grieving period for the, the lifestyle that I once thought I loved, at least whether or not I did is still to be debated. But I began to connect with the outdoors for the first time in my life. I'd never been an outdoors person before. And I just started going on walks and going for hikes. And I mean, we can start there, I guess. And I'm sure we're all on the same page. There is something so healing and in, enlightening and uplifting. And you just feel plugged into life, don't you, when you get connected to nature. It's the, the best source of replenishment when the soul has taken a beating 
whether that's from a relationship or losing a job or whatever it is, or just this last year? Yeah, well, you know, when 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 COVID struck first hit and they put all these restrictions, I kind of laughed and I'm like, I'm like, I've been healing for the past few years. Like I've been in isolation. I'm like, you know, again, everything going on out there, sad what, what happened and, and, and hearing people, especially like Jesse and the band getting shut down. But for me, I looked at it as an opportunity to step back and I really tried to push on people. People are sort of like, oh my God, what are we going to do this and that, which is a valid feeling to have, but here's your chance to start over. So yeah. many people don't like their lives, don't like their jobs, don't like this, don't like that. And here was your chance. Almost like I've heard this word being used, the great reset. Here is this reset button. And for me personally, I'm like, I'm not going to let, because I could have easily have let COVID halt me and be like, I'm not going out there. Just take a step back. I'll keep landscaping. I'll do what I got to do. But I'm like, no, this isn't stopping me. I'm pushing forward. And I kept pushing forward. And again, being out in nature, amazing stuff. I mean, I'm waking up with the sun. I'm pretty much settling down when the sun goes down. You know, you hear the coyotes howling at night. You just get brought back, at least for me and from what I know of Jesse, his, his picking up on energies, you get brought back to this time and place that we've all sort of have lost. And I always make this joke, have we evolved as a society or have we really devolved? Have we kind of just lost touch with all of that? I was just talking about that yesterday with my girlfriend. We talk about it a lot about society and about balance and how we are just a very disharmonious society. And I think this past year has shown that to a whole other degree of how disconnected we are. And you say something really valid, you know, regardless of the the tragedies and traumas that have happened, this has truly been a time for people to reevaluate their lives and how, how disconnected we have been and how reconnected I've become as well, because now I live out in the woods and I haven't really gone anywhere. We did a, a little bit of a road trip, but you know, just getting out of my house and going into the woods and being still and listening to the rhythms of nature. And you mentioned coyotes. We have coyotes here too. I love hearing that at night by the fire. It, it just, when you are open to what nature is trying to tell you, truly, there's so many lessons to be learned. And when you're caught up in cities and chaos or just, you know, you stay in your room and you watch TV and you're sitting in a ball of fear, you're, you're not connected to all the things that remind us all who we truly are as spiritual mm -hmm. beings. So mm -hmm. it's cool to hear you just like, you know, see this as an opportunity to push forward and continue on and go out. And that's the one thing my cousin's doing the same thing that you're doing. And I love following her Instagram and just seeing she wakes up to a new Vista and she's out and, you know, she did Montana as well. Just beautiful country. I, that if you're going to do a pandemic, that's the way to do it, dude. That's so rad. I love, I love it. It's yeah, it's it's all still out there. You know, I'm not I man, I've been in maybe maybe five restaurants, if that, since the pandemic broke. Like I'm still avoiding a lot of places, but the world is still there. It's not shut down. It's continuing to spin on. And it's there for people to experience. But again, I mean, we could get into this fear, propaganda, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, nature, it's just beautiful. And even you know, I was doing sound healing for a while. And still do from time to time. And once you get into the sound healing and the drums, and it's just, it's amazing stuff. I can't push it enough to people, but I also know I used to be that person. I'd be like, man, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? This shit's not real. Like, so I, I also understand that, but I just would beg everyone to give it a try. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. Go back to what, whatever you were doing. So, yeah, there's incredible science behind, um, you know, therapies and harmonies and, 
you know, I did a, when I was going through a very traumatic time in my life a few years ago, um, when I first moved up here, I just was seeking help from anybody. And I had this therapy session where I just laid down without any clothes on and they put a bunch of Tibetan singing bowls all over my body and rang them in different frequencies. Dude, it was incredible. I just felt like I was tripping. I was on some other, and it, I was completely sober. Just the, and it worked. It, like I felt like a weird body high out of it. And the woman who was doing was explaining to me about frequencies. And you can look back into ancient texts, the, you know, back into the Egyptian times. Like this has been a prevalent medicine and something that has helped people for many, many years. But, you know, you want to talk a little bit of, um, you know, go in the deeper parts of things there's a reason why some of these things have been buried and pushed aside and, and we become ignorant to these therapies because we realize that we do have therapy and medicine and all around us at all times that we can access. And, you know, there's no money to be made off of that. That's why it's, it's really taken away from us. And I've rediscovered a ton of that this past two years, just mending from a divorce and, and just having, you know, my life thrown into a whole other place. But because of that, and because I have had access to people who sort of shown me the way, my life is completely changed. And I, I, I harbor a joy that I've never had in my heart. And a lot of that is because of the different therapies that I've experienced. And, you know, singing bowls and, and gongs, and those things are incredible if you know how to use them. And some, you're with somebody who knows how to do a proper sound bath. That shit is unreal. Yeah, you know, you're able to, you're able to generate these highs that, alcohol used to produce you know you i would i'm sure you guys were into drinking and stuff that, that alcohol would produce this high but now i can get that through hiking i can get that through sound bowl meditation i can get that through you know i do restorative yoga from time to time um so it's and it's it's obviously healthier for you than drinking no knock on people that drank because again i've been in that boat but this stuff it, it really works and it's sad that again like you said it's all about money. It's sad. Like this stuff should be pushed more, but if it's pushed more, then the system falls. So <laughs> customer. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that you're pulling up and kind of, you know, integrating yourself with communities along the way as well, because I guess the obvious sort of reference point for a lot of people would be like that movie into the wild or the book and this idea of just getting lost in the great outdoors. Right. But I guess the pitfall with, his journey is that he completely disconnects from society and that's his thing is like, I don't want to be around anyone at all. And then obviously realizes when it's too late, like, oh, it's actually the shared experience of being a human being and being around other human beings that makes life meaningful. And that was going to be my question to you because, you know, I battle and wrestle with loneliness a lot because I'm a single guy. But actually this year I've really come into my own and just loved my own company so much. And the idea of being out on the road on my own now is is so appealing because you can, as you say, you can pull up and hang out at a spot for a while where there are people. So you feel like you're still a part of society and you're not just some drifter. Um, but then you have that freedom to pick up and leave when you choose. Well, how have you been balancing the sort of nomadic life and staying connected, but you know but disconnected yeah that, but that's, feeling the lonely and the disconnected time yeah as well. that's that's been a practice for me because i'm an introvert by heart i don't like to bother with people i like one-on-one -on -one conversations put me in a group of two or three four people i mean this conversation is working well because you got we're all on the same page but you put me in a big group i'm just like shut down i'm in the corner so it's a really a feeling like I know when I need my space i know when i need to reach out and i'm still really not the type of person to 
reach out to it. Like if I see a group of people, more than likely, I'm not going to, those are my own fears popping up, but more than likely I'm not going to engage. So, you know, it's just a matter of, again, I can feel it. If I need to reach out to someone, I'll reach out to someone. I mean, I've built a really nice network of friends on Instagram. Some people I haven't met, I tend to, not that I can, I actually meet more people when I'm traveling than when I'm in, when I was in New Jersey, which is wild to me. It makes sense, but it's also wild. You just meet people on the road. And I also have this habit of where I'm at. So I'm 41. I'm either meeting people that are like in their early 20s or like in their 70s, 80s. So these are the two groups of people that I'm meeting. <laughs> well, our age group right now, right? So mid, <laughs> mid 30s to early 40s, that's when most people are getting married, having kids, mortgages, doing all of that, because that's what society teaches mm-hmm. you to do, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. you get the job, the house, the wife, the kids, the dog, and then that's you complete then. And then, then mm-hmm. obviously it's the people who have either retired or divorced <laughs> later down the line that then go, oh, there's a whole life out there. I need to make up for lost time. Let's get yeah. out of the road. Yeah, those are the people that buy an RV and they're like, fuck it, for the rest of my life, I'm doing this shit. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely there too. You know, I, touring has been sort of taken away, but I've, I've been able to travel a bit with my girl. I'm getting ready to travel again, actually. Uh, and I actually, I have to say, I really like traveling during this time because things are less crowded. You know, we did some national parks. You have to plan ahead and you have to get a pass. But like, man, when you get in there, there's nobody in there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I... The nomadic life is beautiful, but like you guys are talking, there's a, a bit of a balance I would assume you'd need to have. So there's ba- oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Please. I'm sorry. Okay. No, there, just, there, is, <laughs> there is balance and you also have to understand what you see on Instagram isn't always real. There's a whole other lifestyle of this. You know, I'm pooping in a bucket. I'm peeing outside. I'm <laughs> peeing in a bottle, sleeping next to it at night. So yes, there are rigs that are set up for homey stuff but for what i do and it took me three it took me about three years to get into this um minimalized like i was started selling stuff three years ago would i recommend just jumping into it and being like f it to each their own maybe someone can do that but i would say slowly work your way into it because again what you see on instagram the sunrises the sunset all that beautiful stuff is out here there's a there's a dirtier side to this like you know you don't shower for two you can but there's other there's another side to this story so <laughs> it's like with touring you know all everybody sees is the show they don't see the miles that you travel to get to the venue to play the show sleeping in bunks all that stuff my friend sam recently bought a van she's not living in it but what she'll do is she'll go out for like a month at a time so she still has like a home base um, but then she'll go out and do like a month here a couple of weeks here and i actually went away with her over the weekend recently and had my first like weekend in a van experience and it was beautiful. Like it suited me to a T. I think it would be harder for a woman because you can't pee outdoors as easily. That's one <laughs> thing that I noticed is she'd always have to go find like a public restroom where I'd just be like, there's a tree. I'm fine. But what was cool is that there's apps, right? And I don't know you probably come across this as well as Instagram. There's the apps that tell you where you can pull up and park up and spend the night and not get charged, not get towed. You're going to be safe. There's like a whole community online of people who are in the know as to how you can, you know, do it in terms of where you park and for how long and all that stuff, which is amazing. It's like a, a whole little community. Yeah, it's a community. There's an app called I over I overlander uh, that I use frequently. And 
people will mark whether the place is closed, whether it's open, whether you can park there, whether you can't. So that that definitely that helps out. And then, you know, out west, they have this land called um, BLM land, Bureau of Land Management, which is pretty much open land to. I mean, you can't live on it, live off of the land, but you can, you know, some places you have a 14 day limit. Um, I'm not sure about other places if there is sort of unlimited time to, to live on this land or, or, you know, camp out. But there's so much space out west. You know, I feel energetically as soon as I get over them, because the Mississippi pretty much to me divides the east and then you get into the Midwest. But as soon as I cross the Mississippi River and make my way into the Midwest and out west, the energy just, it just changes. I'm sure Jesse knows from being in New York City, there's just, uh, and I used to love going to New York City. I really did just wandering streets and, and watching people and doing all that. But, um, Again, for me, it's, it's very hard where I'm at mentally to, to go up there. And in fact, I went up there in early April, maybe, when the pandemic first hit. And I, I took video and the city was just silence. It was just a trippy. It was almost like post-apocalyptic. post-apocalyptic. It was just a wild scene. Yeah, I pretty much avoided it. Uh, we had to dip down there a couple of times because my girlfriend's family's there. But um, yeah, it's a definitely a different vibe there. And it... I'd, you know, energy is huge for me too. And I, I definitely, that's why I live in the Catskills. It was the one place I would run to after tours or if I just got fed up with city life. So living up here has been a total shift in energy. And I love this, specifically the Catskills. You know, I've done the Adirondacks. There's a different energy there. But yeah, I'm very sensitive to that type of stuff. And I feel you with going west. I feel like, um, I feel that in Colorado. Colorado's a place I feel a calling to. I think eventually at some point I might live there. But yeah, I don't know. You can't really explain it, right? It says you just feel this this thing and you know you need to be there. Yeah, I, I love that, that you say that because that's something I talk about a lot with my friends. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel out here in the desert. Like there's just, it's almost like I've been here before. Like two, three, 400 years ago, it's like I've been here before. And that's the only way I can explain it. Like shit can happen negatively or what we think is negatively but you're able to quickly spin it into a positive where in New Jersey, something happens. You're like, Oh, this sucks. Like people suck. The weather sucks here. You know what I mean? So you just have this, it's just amazing out here. Well, there's a collective, there's a collective energy in a city. And, you know, for example, my girlfriend, um, her family's in Staten Island, that Staten Island has an energy to it. And I, every time I go there, I get anxious. Like there's always <laughs> like a weird anxious feeling in my stomach. And yeah, I think it's just people, you know, you have enough people thinking one thing or, or complaining about one thing or just anger or frustration. You can feel that shit if you're a sensitive person. And the desert is great because you just have great open expanses. The Mojave, I've done, I've stayed out in the Mojave a few times. I love that just openness and just, there's a free feeling yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah where you are, there's, there's like some legit energy there though from the natives talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there's some things they call vortexes out here, which are kind of like energy centers. Um, it's pretty the masses usually run to them, so I kind of stay away from them. But even the, the even if you go off the beaten path with the red rocks and and the, again the energy, there's the old kind of uh, Native American ruins that are untouched out here. You get the I think they're called petroglyphs, where you see the the art on the wall and stuff, and you just go up there and you touch these things. And you're like, whoa. I mean, you can feel that. You can feel it vibrating if you're open and, and getting receptive to it. Mm. What are some of the most epic vistas and beautiful sceneries and, and amazing spots you've seen on your travels, man? Because the pictures <laughs> all look amazing, but are there any that really stand out as beauty spots? 
I mean, Vermont in the fall and autumn with the leaves changing, I had never done that before because I was always landscaping, so I didn't have time. I mean, that was just, that was an amazing experience watching the leaves kind of change. Um, again, being out West, there's so many places out West. It's, it's hard to pick a place. And I'm not even, I wouldn't even call myself an expert traveler. I still think I'm at the kind of novice, the low end of it. But um, there's just so much. There, there's really not one place that's just like, when you look at the, so here's an interesting thing. So transitioning out of sort of that life of I'm on vacation for two weeks, I have to rush, I have to get everything done. When I first hit the road, it was sort of a mindset. Like I kept having to tell myself, you're on the road full time now. Like there's no need to rush. Every, the world's pretty much open to you. So it was, took a couple of weeks to get into that mindset where you just kind of like chill. And again, you, you just kind of pick your spot and, and you see these places. It's, it's the world. I mean, it's beautiful out here. You could spend your whole life just traveling the United States. And I really hadn't been out West. I'd been out West when I was little, but I really wasn't until three years ago that I get out West and I could take it in and be like, wow, this place is just, it's different out here. <laughs> it's just, it's different. Yeah, it is. It's funny when you talk to people who have never been to the States, people have a preconceived notion and they, they picture New York city and they picture Chicago and yeah, that whole vast expanse of the West. I, and I discovered it when we first started touring in a van and trailer, you know, many, many years ago and just looking out the window and, and seeing these great wide open spaces just does something to you. It speaks to you in a different way than, you know, the Northeast, which I love the Northeast too, but there's a lot more clutter. There's a lot, there's a different energy for sure. Um, the the great West, it is, it's incredible. It still has a piece of my heart. I don't know if I could ever live out there, but I love visiting. I really do. It's like New York City. Like I love visiting New York City just for a day or two and then dip back out. It just, it all depends on, you know, where you are in your mind. Right now I'm, I'm quite happy here in the Catskills, but like I said, I'm, I'm willing to move. And the idea of eventually one day, being nomadic is still a huge part of what I think I might do too. Cause my girlfriend's totally down for that shit too. So you never know. Yeah. I just, I read, I'm sorry. Someone asking. Nope. No. All right. I just read a book called American nomads by Richard Grant. And it goes into our history. We're pretty much bred to be nomads. If you look back over history, we've just, again, that timeline, we've, we've become sedentary in our lives. And uh, you read this book and, and you start connecting to sort of uh, the Native Americans and the, and the cowboys and, and the Old West and how people always moved and moved and moved. So it's really interesting, again, connecting. We've lost, we go back to the beginning, we've lost something along the way. Again, have we evolved or have we taken steps back? Personally, I think we've taken step backwards in life, especially with everything that's going on now. So It must be nice to just have like minimum media in your life as well you're using instagram to connect with that community but i notice this whenever i go see my parents they watch the news like three times a day right they're just obsessed with the covid updates and wow. i love them dearly i'm not slagging them off but every time i go to that house and the news is on i can just feel this fucking blanket of fear and paranoia just you know seeping into their brains and all they do all day is like oh what's the latest update what's the new rules what's the new restrictions where are we at with this thing what's the death toll and it's just a constant barrage um you must be disconnected quite blissfully from a lot of that obviously i'm presuming you're you know having a basic level of awareness of where we're at so you know where to go and where to you know step and inside places and not and all of that stuff but it must be nice to just fucking detune from that horrible noise that is mass media 
um, and lose yourself just in books and scenery and people. Well, it's funny you mention that because I do, I, I ebb and flow with it. So the past two, the past two days, I had really been wrapping myself up into sort of the, the vaccine news, the vaccine passport, all this stuff going down. And I was getting worked up. I was getting anxious. And I'm like, I have to step away from this stuff. So I, you know, the past couple of days, I just, I've turned it off again. Like you're saying, your parents, when people are in it, they don't realize it till you're out of it. When you step out of what's going on in there for a while, and then you jump back into it, then you're like, oh shit, it's almost like food. When you start eliminating bad foods from your diet, when you start eliminating alcohol from your diet and you start to put it back in, your body's like, eh, this stuff's not good. But when you're in it, you don't know any better. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice to, to disconnect. And in fact, I, I do, I have been flow with my phone. I mean, there's nothing better than when my phone goes like out of service. Cause then I'm forced to be off of it. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm, I'm okay when I'm forced to be off of it, but you know, when the phone's laying there and I'm kind of just like in la la land and, and I have service, yeah, I'll pick it up and scroll through. But um, yeah. So yeah, it's nice to, to, to be away from the news and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I uh, I have a relationship with that because I have to, I make my money now. Like everything is social media, so I've really made a real strong effort to post up stuff, respond a bit, and then I have times during the day where I just don't anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, I take breaks here and there. And I'm getting ready to go to Costa Rica for ten days, and I am totally going to disconnect for a while there as well. Um, I think it's super important. And I feel like a lot of people and going back, I love, we're going to circle back to this point again about devolving, evolving, um, being constantly connected to the internet and the sort of like ADD that it gives you and the attention span of people is just shortened. I mean, you can see what has happened to us because of technology, as much as technology has been a an amazing thing for knowledge and having everything at the tips of your fingertips it's really changed us as a society and i feel like those moments when you're able to be still and be quiet and like take in life that's super important and i see people around me where you know i'll have people come up here for example people from the city right and we'll have a few close friends come up and we'll go on a hike or whatever and you can see it's like they're they're like monks they bow their heads to their phone constantly and i say to people i'm like look for the next like half hour hey everybody like phones down let's just like sit on this rock and look at the scenery and watch these hawks fly over and within like 10 15 minutes someone starts to cry like emotions start to come out and i feel like we as a species have really sort of avoided certain deep deep things because of what's been going on because we are constantly distracted and that brings me to a point I wanted to circle way back into what you had said earlier, which really struck a chord with me. Um, and let's get to the heart part of this. You were talking about dealing with past relationships and dealing with being cheated on and these emotions. So during this journey that you've been on, what have you learned about yourself? When you look back on those relationships, on your heartache, on trying to understand what, where things went wrong, um, have you found peace with that? Is that still a journey? Take, take us through a little bit of that thought process of just being still with yourself and being out there and not having that distraction. What does your inner voice say to you and what's that conversation been like with yourself? Um, it's always been difficult for me sort of growing up. Uh, I, was, I come from a, a divorced household, again, very loving household. Lucky, I'm grateful that there was nothing, anything, no abuse, no nothing. So I'm, I'm lucky in that. Um, I'm, I'm 
the youngest of two other siblings. But anyway, I kind of shut myself down in high school, like completely like just blacked out of high school. So I didn't really have any relationships. My first relationship when I was 22, um, I mean, I just fell in love with this girl about a year and a half into it. She broke up with me. I found out she was cheating on me. She was doing drugs and it just like, it rocked my world. And not, I didn't know it at the time, but it just rocked my world, shut me down. About a year later, I wound up getting into my next relationship that took me through the next 10 years. And then again, like I said, once I had gotten into therapy, that just opened up the entire sort of spectrum of, of my life and, and was able to kind of look back on how much the divorce, because I was young when my parents got divorced and uh, I don't remember it, but I believe that affected me uh, immensely. Uh, one, because I don't remember what went on. And two, I can kind of see the relationships and me sort of grabbing at people and just wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, wanting to be loved, regardless of what these other people, how they were emotionally or mentally and this and that. So I finally was able to let go because that first relationship affected my 10-year relationship, no doubt about it. It wasn't fair to this person. Uh, You know, she had her own stuff. We both had our own stuff. So really, after that 10-year relationship ended, I was able to sort of let go and, and see the person for who she was and, and see that we were young and, and she didn't know better. I didn't know better. If I had known better, the signs are always there that a relationship's going to fail. We just choose not to see them in the moment because we want things to work. We, we think we love this. We do love these people, but we, we see these people as these um, perfect individuals, I guess you would say. So um, this would lead me into my third relationship, which, which I walked away from uh, about a year and a half ago. This person, this third person, turned into a very uh, oof, verbally abusive, nothing physical, but it turned into sort of, from what I was able to, to work out with my therapist, she just had some personality disorders and this and that. But I was able to see her as her own person like the stuff she was doing to me she had done to herself so i was able to see this person as a human being didn't make it right but it was able for me to kind of just let go and be like all right this sucks heartbreak again i'll deal with it and 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 kind of move on so um you know we we kind of use in our society especially as as men um, I was lucky enough to have a loving father, so I was never told these words, but I hear it, you know, men, you know, um, I can't think of the word I'm having a brain lock. Like the you idea know, of don't suck it up, <laughs> suck it up. Don't cry. Don't be a pussy. Get over it. Move on. You know, what's that saying? Uh, to get over someone, you get under someone like that. That phrase just drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, so that stuff as a and man, definitely yeah. doesn't work from a lot of trying. No, I'll tell you from experience, like, you know, I don't have a huge list of women that I slept with, but I would, when I would sleep with, you know, after a breakup, if I slept with someone, I felt horrible a couple of days after. I'm like, wait, I think I thought I was supposed to feel like happy and, and joyful and this and that. No, I felt 50 times worse because I felt like I just used this person, you know, looking back and like, I'm able to sort of make sense of all of it now in the moment. You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm just being a part of the crowd. So, you know, are you, happy, are you happy being single now? Are you in a good place now? Oh, for sure. I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still long that at, at times to, 
to have a partner. I think it would be a, a trip to be on the road with someone and, and sort of creating content. And, and like I said, I do a lot of writing and photography now. But, you know, it is what it is. You just kind of keep going at it and you provide the stuff that you're looking for in a person to yourself. So like I said, I hike, I write, I take photography, I travel. You know, don't wait. A lot of people, I think, make the mistake of, of waiting to meet someone before they do stuff. Like, don't wait. Just do it. Just the stuff you're waiting for, it, it may never come. So just go out, do it. You know, you'll meet people. You know, every once in a while, I, I'll ask someone out. Usually I get a no, but whatever. It's, it's rejection. You know, you, you take a step back and here I, I think, am. So. I think at the end of the day, it's really about self-love. And it's, it's a term that some people chuckle at, but uh, it's super, super important because you are n- if you're not a whole person, you're not able to give of yourself. And I think that's something that's undervalued a ton. Cause you know, you're always told to seek other people's validation. You're always told to, you know, you know, through subliminal messages, even to just seek vices. Like there's all these things that society is telling us that we need or should do. And in fact, it just all comes down to how do you feel about yourself and being, you know, I cherish my alone time. You know, when, when, when my girlfriend goes to work or when we have time apart, like I can sit by myself, be with myself. And I've done this on tour even before meeting her, where I, I like who I am. I, I like my spirit. I, I've learned to really enjoy being alone. And because of that, I approach situations differently. I see relationships differently. And I like how you were saying you get to see that person for who they are. You know, I looked at my past relationship with my ex and like the crazy shit that she did. And I'm at peace with it now. And I, I never would have been that way hadn't I done work on myself or like, you know, being able to sort of love myself more. And, you know, I think that that's something that needs to be talked about more. And I love, you know, breaking down these stereotypes of what a man is supposed to be. And I think vulnerability is strength. I love when dudes talk about it because it empowers other guys to talk about it because it shouldn't be like this bullshit of like push it down and push it down. And then one day you, you die of a fucking heart attack because yeah. you're stressed out. It's just not yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah the, the other the other thing is just realizing that you're enough, isn't it? That's the greatest realization um, and, and like process that you can complete is like waking up one day after all the months and years of working away at it and realizing like, oh, wow, I'm enough. I, I like myself. I love myself even. I'm happy in myself on my own. And now I'm in a position where if the opportunity arises, I can be a good partner and give love and receive love in a healthy way. Um and if that happens, it happens. And if not, I'm okay just being me as well. Yeah, and you'll see the transition. You know, you start doing the inner work on yourself. You'll see, and I say use, I don't use that in a bad term. Use people as a mirror. Like what people are reflecting back to is usually a reflection of your inner world. I've seen a shift in the people that I'm attracting into my life. I mean, I, now again, looking back at the timeline, you can put it together. But if you're in something, you're like, man, this sucks. Why do I keep having the same relationship? Why do I keep meeting the same people? Why do I keep doing this? Take, you have to own it. You know, I still go through stuff that, that I'm like, why does this keep happening? Oh, because I own it now. I know I, I see it for what it is. So if you're, you're attracting the same sort of relationship and you're not happy with it, I hate to say it, you're the issue. It's not the other yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> and it's like you said, this year has been great for that. It has been a reset moment of not just like what you want to do with your life, but the kind of people you want in your life. 
you know, because you're not going out in groups and you're not at these large events. And so we have been isolated from each other. But at the same time, you can choose who you communicate with and have contact with. And, and those are the people that you realize, oh, this is the type of person I want in my life because of how it complements me and how it makes me feel when they're around and vice versa, how I make them feel when I'm around them. And it's been a, that's been one of the few really good positives for me, at least, of the last 12 months is like being able to, I guess, have almost like a bit of a rejig with, with my social circle and, and really focus on like the positive, healthy, productive friendships and, and water and nourish those. And then the other ones just kind of, you know, let them run their course. Yeah. One, one big thing I think I've learned through, you know, being the shutdown here is I have a habit of chasing people. The more people run for me, I usually chase more, but I can pick it up now right away. I'm like, all right, Rye, you're starting to chase this person, pull back, like just go cold on a person. If, if they come back to you, great. Maybe you have this opportunity to build on a relationship. If they don't just let them go. So that's one thing I think I've been able to, uh, really nail here as, as you know, things have been shut down. At least I hope I have. The lessons are always being presented to us, whether we pass them or, or don't. And that's a whole other question. <laughs> yeah, it's an ever-evolving evolution for sure. So I wanted to ask you, because um, I'm always fascinated by, by Montana. Why Montana next? Is there any specific reason why you're going there? Yeah, right now I'm just sort of following the, the path of least resistance. So, you know, I've been trying to get my writing and my photography out there and it's just not working out. And, you know, we still live in reality, so we still have to work. So, uh, you know, I've been working for FedEx for a little bit. Um, in Montana, I applied to a job out there and, and I applied to actually a bunch of jobs in Alaska, um, Utah, Colorado, Montana, and they're the only job I heard back from. So I'm just taking it and I'm going on a wing. Like I said, right yeah. now, it's just the, the path of least resistance. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. And Montana is a great place to to go check out, dude. It's like that's what I've heard. Beautiful, beautiful, wild country for sure. Yeah, I've never been there. I'll be there till November, so it's going to be cool to watch the season changes. I just have to be careful of the grizzly bears out there. So that's the only thing I got to worry about now. Yeah. Let me ask you this as we approach the end. Have you had any sketchy situations either with wildlife or wild people? Because that's the other side to van life is, you know, it ain't like you're in a nice house with gates and a fence and, you know, you're out there. So have you had any experiences like that with people or animals intruding your space? No, in fact, I'm, I'm more, I tell people I'm more worried of animals than I am of people because out here we're in their world. Yeah. You know, we're in their world. They're, they're just out here chilling. Like, so nah, there's been nothing. There's been nothing. I mean, I've had some interesting run-ins on, on the road with people, but nothing. Nah, there's been nothing. That's great. Just yeah, safe that sound in your van then. Good. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I, you know, for me, it just, I, I'm a touch envious. I love the, uh, the way you're living. I think it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, it is accessible to people. It isn't that far off, especially where we are now. And I think, you know, it's valid what you say. People shouldn't wait if they want to do this type of thing. There's a way to do it. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people just get in their own way when it comes to wanting to achieve their dreams or their goals. And there's something incredibly beautiful about life on the road. It's something I definitely miss too um, as a touring musician. But um, yeah, just Check, checking in with someone like you is just getting me excited to do some traveling coming up soon. So thanks yeah. for coming on and sharing your story. And it sounds like you, you're on your way, man. You're really developing as a, 
as a, a higher vibrating human. And I think the world needs more people like you for sure. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need a $90,000 sprinter van, just hop in the back of your car. Or, you know, I have a pickup truck that I threw a cap on. You don't need to, you don't need a lot of money to do this. You really don't <laughs> just get out there and do it. Love it. Ryan, thank you so much, dude. Uh, ride Thanks. safe, ride free and keep in touch. Thank you. And um, yeah, thank you for having me on. Where do people go if they want to follow your adventures? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Instagram, ryan.j.drews. Um, from there, you can click on my profile and then it'll just take you to my website, my Etsy shop and all that kind of fun stuff. So just Instagram is sort of my home base. I love hate relationship with Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you, me and Jesse three, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like a necessary evil. And there is some beautiful stuff as well. But yeah, it's nice to get disconnected from it and live in the real world as well which you're yeah. obviously doing. So more power to you, dude. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Stay brother. Stay safe out there. You too. Take care, you man. too, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Take care of yourself. You got it. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Ryan. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.